0: Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com.
1: Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camo wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com. And by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and duck hunters everywhere. Ducks.org. We're also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock petenwellcom and by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center at woodsideranch.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, we'll get a Lake Michigan fishing report from Sheboygan Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welch, Huntworth Pro Staffer Nate Sellers offers advice for improving your bow shooting form, And I'll take you sailing on Lake Erie out of the Port of Buffalo. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, presented by Pappas Trading Post, Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H. And you see those two big arrows on the south side of the road. You can't miss the place. And on the web at PappasTradingPost.com. And this feature you hear every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070 WTSO and anytime at all, wherever you get your podcasts, on Lake iHeartRadio, OutdoorsRadio.com, or other platforms as well. And joining us once again now, back from the Bighorns, we got to ask him about that, uh, but live from the Trading Post, J.C. Chamberlain. Well, J.C., welcome back. Yeah, it's great to be back. So the Bighorn Mountains, you were there in the summer. A lot of guys go out there for a hunt in the fall, but what were you doing out there? We
2: were just kind of camping, doing a little fishing. Originally, we were going to use it as a scouting trip for my wife's elk tag, but she didn't end up drawing that.
3: So oh,
1: okay.
3: So <laughs> we just decided
2: to do it as a camping trip and try to have some fun, and we did. Good. What'd you catch? We ended up catching some trout. Things were still running a little bit hot as far as the streams went, so it was a little tricky, but, uh, we ended up doing alright. My daughter, Haley, there, she got her first trout period, but, nice. uh, rainbow, brookie, and brown, so she covered just about everything. We weren't oh. able to get her a cutthroat. Yeah,
1: that okay. would have been the, uh, the grand slam, I guess, with a the cut there too.
2: We were trying, we just couldn't quite get her done, so.
1: But she had a good time.
2: Oh, absolutely. Well, Nothing like Fresh air and sleeping on a mountain.
1: So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, it's been hot and dry here with a little cooler weather this week. What should we be doing now?
2: Uh, this is, you know, that time of year that, you know, stand prep, if you haven't started that. Um, I like to try to get that done earlier than later i'm usually on the late side great time to get that done while it's a little bit cooler this year being as dry as we've been if guys have water holes really good idea to try to get those filled up or keep them filled up as much as possible i know the couple that we've got have been just crazy with deer on a 100 or 110 gallon tank they've pretty much drank it down in a month with not too much trouble definitely thirsty
1: And you don't need to do an elaborate dig with a backhoe or anything like that, do you?
2: No, I mean, most of the ones that I've done can easily, you know, if you have, like, a tractor with a bucket, it definitely helps. But I've dug most everything that I've done by hand. It takes a little longer, but uh, it's not too bad. You know, most of them are going to be... a 80 to 100 gallon tank so not too much digging there required and keeps it from drying up and exposing a lot of mud and stuff to where you could have that chance of ehd or something like that happening
1: yeah i wondered about that so you dig a hole you put a some kind of a stock tank in there and you fill it with water right yep so usually they'll throw a little bit
2: of dirt in there for whatever reason they like it dirty (laughs) just notice like the super crystal clear, clean water, they'll drink it, but you throw a little bit of dirt in there for whatever reason, whether it's minerals or something, they just tend to like it better.
1: So. Maybe it just looks more natural. Who knows?
2: And that very well could be all it is.
1: Yeah. So. Okay. How about food plots?
2: This year they're going to be a little tricky. If you haven't planted them, personally I would hold off till we can hopefully get some weather to get them out of the ground. I know I've got one that we haven't done anything with yet just because of the fact of no no moisture. i kind of banking on that fall plot where I put in some uh, either rye, wheat, that sort of thing, or a radish or brassica. That's kind of what I would advise at least now. Or if you want to do a clover plot there, that's great. I would still wait a little, looking at probably middle to end of August before I'd get that started.
1: Okay. At All least
2: right. with the moisture
3: we have now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now I did hear some farmers who were planting corn or beans. Uh one farmer in particular I heard on the radio said he planted corn the end of May and again at the end of June and with that little rain we got a couple of weeks ago, it all came up at once. So the stuff was sitting there for a month, but came up <laughs> when the water got there.
3: Yep. Yeah,
2: and sometimes you luck out like that. Um I mean, I suppose that the soil being dry is probably why it ended up staying dormant. Um, A lot of times if that happens, it's usually we've had enough moisture so it'll rot or something like
1: that. So So don't take a chance. Wait until you really want it to come up and then get it in the ground.
2: Yeah, I mean, that would be my recommendation anyway. I just don't know that it's worth throwing the money in there without any rain in the near future anyway.
1: Got it. How about scouting this time of year?
2: great time actually beans or you know if it did come up well kind of notice they've been hitting the alfalfa pretty hard beans are usually a really hot ticket this time of year great time to see them out in the evenings or early mornings you can kind of get an idea of what's still there and you know how many deer are around that kind of thing um obviously you're not going to see them all but really good time of year to take inventory and just kind of see what's there and as far as like on the ground in the woods Again, not a bad time. It's really tough, though, to kind of see old trails sometimes if you're not on the trail. Just things are thick enough now that you got to really be on the trail pretty much in order to see it. I usually like to do that type of scouting
3: earlier in the year
2: or right after season's done. But again, you know, if there's a spot that you've been looking at, it's not a bad time to get in and get it ready and prepped up for
1: fall. When you say get it ready, we're talking about making sure your stands are secure and cutting shooting lanes if you have to if you're on private land.
2: Yep, absolutely. You know, even on public, you know, it's not a bad time to get in and at least kind of pick a tree or something like that. Never a really bad time to do it. Uh, I just usually like to try to do that stuff when there's no foliage on on
1: trees. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But, with all those things, we still need to practice, and we need to be ready so that when the season opens, we have proper shooting form, and we feel comfortable with our gear, right?
3: Oh,
2: absolutely. This is the time of year that actually is kind of part of my favorite, just because of the fact that you get some time to shoot. Um, Usually, you know, evenings aren't too bad now. At least around here, the mosquitoes, across our fingers, have been <laughs> a little bit more dormant as of late. Great time to get out and get used to that equipment. And Practice-wise, if you haven't done a lot or, you know, you feel like, hey, my shoulders are getting tender, that kind of thing, practice a little bit more frequently, maybe not as many shots per session. So you maybe shoot, you know, a dozen to 15 arrows instead of, you know, 30 to to 50. I've found, you know, kind of as I've aged a little bit and just working and stuff, like that tends to be a little bit better if I can shoot fewer but better arrows um, as opposed to more arrows and just repetition part of it
1: got it and maybe more frequently so you're shooting two three times a week something like that
2: absolutely i personally try to shoot every day it doesn't mean that it's going to happen but if you try to shoot like i said in that dozen to maybe 20 arrows a day even every other it's amazing how much easier everything will become and more natural especially
1: come fall all right well great advice and before we let you go store hours
2: Right now, we're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and
1: then Saturday, 9 to 5. All righty. Well, J.C., thank you so much. We'll talk to you again uh, maybe next week, or maybe we'll skip another week here, but we'll get you on again soon.
2: Oh, sounds great. I look forward to it.
1: All right. J.C. Chamberlain from the Trading Post. Their website is com. You can find them on Highway 14. Where County Highway H goes south and as I mentioned on the web at Pappastradingpost.com I'm Dan Small you are listening to Outdoors radio
0: Step outside let us be your guide Florence County
4: Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160-plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today.
1: Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews & Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com.
5: Castle Rock and Petonwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Neceda National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock petenwellcom or on Facebook, at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association.
1: If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupie and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal, year after year. The firm of Hupie and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best. Hupie and Abraham, 800 800 5678 or visit hupi.com and all 11 offices of Hupie & Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. The firm of Hupie & Abraham has paid tens of thousands of dollars in rewards to help solve crimes in the Milwaukee area. Michael Hupie is the president of Milwaukee Crime Stoppers, and he's offering a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got a tip on an unsolved homicide case, visit milwaukee com. Well, joining us from Wisconsin Rapids, once again, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff Robert won his first BMX race last week. That must've been special for both of you.
5: Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to watch. uh It was fun to see him compete in that uh state uh, qualifying race that uh our, our local track was hosting. And, uh, for him to get the win, it was, it was pretty cool. And then, uh, it, it just happened to be that, uh, uh, Eileen was in the tower with me hanging out. Uh, uh, Josie was in the tower with us hanging out. And so we all got to see it and, and cheer him on, uh, uh, from a place that most people don't get a chance to actually even watch the race from and, and that's the, 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 the scoring tower and stuff like that where I get to stand and, uh, do the announcing.
1: Yeah, and do you announce all the races? It was kind of special that you were able to call his race.
5: Yeah, I, 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 I announce every now and then, Um, it, it's a, it's kind of whenever the schedule is free. And, uh, they did ask if I could, if I could specifically announce that day because it was a, it was a bigger race. It was a longer day. Uh, some of their other volunteers aren't as, as used to doing announcing of any sort. They're just, you know, volunteers. Yeah. And so, um, uh, so they had specifically asked me to be there and we really didn't know what to expect as far as Robert racing. You know, he's had uh, opportunities before and, um, you know things just hadn't panned out before, so it was it was just really cool to see him come out strong and uh and and take a win and and uh a a bigger trophy than he would have won if it was just a regular sunday so it was pretty cool for him to win that one
1: yeah and boy that trophy's about as big as he is <laughs> yeah it's 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 big yeah yeah cool so where does he go from there? this was a state qualifier.
5: Yeah. So the state qualifiers, the the way the state qualifiers work is really, um, the qualifiers are for an opportunity to earn a special plate, a uh, special number plate. And, uh, in order to earn that, you do have to, you have to, uh, uh, race in multiple events and we didn't, we weren't chasing that. It was just that the event was happening at our local track. So we, you know, we had them do it. And so, uh, but we we're learning as we go in this BMX world and so next year we we may try to chase a, a a blue state plate and uh visit a couple other tracks on the state qualifying uh circuit and and uh see if Robert can pull off a a special plate to uh to run in the 20 would be the 25 season after that.
1: And yeah, before you know it, you'll be driving him all over the country to these these events, yeah. you know. <laughs>
5: yeah, we we've got a national. We've got one coming up in uh Minnesota. We're going to drive him over to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's already beginning.
1: It starts now. Yeah, okay. Well, well, while you're doing that, and while Dead Eye and Ozzie are holding down the fort back at the farm, I'm in western New York this week visiting family, and I recorded a conversation with two friends while sailing on Lake Erie, and we'll hear that in a little bit. And it's a lot of wind noise there, folks, but th- that's why. And I've still got room for two more guests on my trip to Lake of the Woods in September. The dates are the 11th through the 15th. It's Black Island Resort um, on an island in Lake of the Woods. We'll have three full days of guided fishing for all kinds of fish, and the cost is 1500 per person. We've got some friends from Stormy Cromer coming, and they'll be bringing gifts for everybody. Visit blackisland.com if you want to reserve a spot. There are only two spots left as we record this, so check it out, blackisland.com. Well, coming up, Huntworth Pro Staffer Nate Sellers offers advice for improving your bow shooting form. I'll go sailing, as I mentioned, on Lake Erie with Joe Greaser and Jonathan Baird. And we'll kick things off with Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welsh and a report on fishing action on Lake Michigan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio.
5: Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340. Or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery
1: accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews & Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com.
5: Welcome back to your source
0: for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's time now for another Lake Michigan Fishing Report for the Sheboygan area, sponsored by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store, right there on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan, on the web at dumperdan.com, and on Facebook at Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. Also brought to you this week by a new business on South Pier, Driftwood South Pier, waterfront bar and grill. They're located at 518 South Pier Drive, just a short walk from Dumper Dan's on the river and on the web at driftwoodsouthpier.com and Facebook, Driftwood South Pier. Eat, drink, relax at Driftwood South Pier. Well, joining us from South Pier in Sheboygan, a lot of South Pier today, Dan, uh, Sheboygan Captain Dumper Dan Welsh. Well, Dan, welcome back, and how you doing today?
3: You betcha. I'm back, Dan, and I'm doing real well, enjoying the nice summer weather. Lake's been in good shape, calm for the most part, not too much on the rain or storms, and we've been crushing the fish. It's been awesome here on Lake Michigan out of the Port of Sheboygan here at Dumper Dan's.
1: Well, that's almost boring, but it's a good kind of boring. The same report (laughs) each week, you're getting a lot of fish, and people are having fun, I guess.
3: Yeah, they are. And then one thing you do want to check out on our Facebook page is we've had some great clients here the last couple of weeks, even longer than that. and They've been having a good time and it's been a lot of fun and it's just, it's just been a blast. And they're going home with a lot of coolers full of fish and reeling in some big ones. And a few mounters, uh went to our taxidermist. We just gave them eight fish the other day to get mounted here in the last couple of weeks. So it's been all in all, it's been good for everybody, including my crew. You know, we've been enjoying it as well.
1: Well, that's great. Now, those fish that are being mounted, do they do skin mounts or are they doing replicas? No, that's a good question, Dan. I like skin mounts. It's been
3: what i've always liked my whole life and in fact my uncle used to be our taxidermist right. jack welsh you remember that back in the day and he was very good and he was a skin mount guy and i always liked them the best and, and that's what we do with outfit that i have in house by me so i think the skin mounts you know it looks just like what you caught nothing wrong with a replica mount but we go skin mount and that's kind of the way we go with all our salmon and trout
1: Okay, well, but to do a skin mount, you got to have the fish, so what are you catching out there?
3: We're catching a good variety, uh yet Dan. Kind of early and late in the day we're targeting king salmon. Some days they'll bite all day, some days they don't. But what we do is we target the kings, so we're catching some really nice sized king salmon in like sixty to ninety feet of water, so not far out Dan, and we're catching them along the bottom, ten to twenty feet off the bottom. They're hanging out with the bait fish in that water column area from sixty to ninety foot, which is about a mile and a half, two miles offshore. If they slow down and don't bite as good throughout the day then we slide out a little bit and we work east-west from 120 to about 240 and we put our lake trout sets down and we start catching some big lake trout so we get big lakers, big kings. We also have coho set up with some steelhead rainbow spoons out too. So, you know, if we pull off the kings for a little while, we still catch other fish besides lake trout. Good variety right now, good numbers of fish. Uh, We're filling up the fish rack every day, and our fish cleaners are staying really busy.
1: Excellent. Well, do you have openings now that we're into July? You got July, August, and September ahead of you.
3: Yeah, I do have openings in July here. Um, We're probably right now about 80 percent full in July. We usually get Darn close to hundred percent full in July, so we're getting there. But we do have openings, so that's the good news for the folks that are not booked yet with us. Give me a call. The last few days I've had eight and nine boats out. So if somebody calls and they have to go on a Pacific date that we're filled, I pull in other boats that are around my area. You come into my store, meet me, and I get you on a boat. So I can do that as well and, and do more than a half a dozen boats on any given day. The biggest thing, though, is to call me, 920-377-1147, and get me your dates, get a deposit down, and get in the books, because a lot of people are doing that right now, and it's filling quickly.
1: And you have a variety of lengths of charters that you can do, don't you?
3: We do, Dan. Yeah, we have the five hour most common half day trip. We have now a six hour half day trip if you want that extra hour, which is really nice. And then we have the eight hour three quarter day trip. So you have three choices. All trips are nice, you know, in their own way, depending on how much you want to be on the water. And we can put them in the packages for two or three days, you know, do a five, five and an eight or a five and an eight or a six and a six, you know, something like that. And then we do the lodging too. We have the riverfront condos all in my area in my building, I have them next door to me, so I can put you up for lodging, too, and put you right in the package of fishing and lodging, so come right to us and park the car and walk to just about everything anywhere, you know, from our boats to the restaurants to uh, up and down the boardwalk of South Pier.
1: Fantastic, and speaking of restaurants, your second sponsor this week is Driftwood South Pier. Now, that's a familiar location, but a new name, a new business, right?
3: Yeah, just around the corner from us, past my place, Driftwood, uh, right on the river, they have a very nice restaurant there, good menu, very nice bar, outdoor seating in the summer right on the river, gorgeous area. So definitely check out Driftwood. They actually opened up in May. Now they're going gung-ho every day here during the summer months, but stop on in, check them out, check them out on Facebook too, which you have the links and the websites to all of that. They have a really nice menu and they're doing really well and they're new in town, but they've got a good staff of people that have been around a while. So they're, they're making a real good go of it.
1: Now, for folks who don't recognize the name or don't know where they are, that's the same location as Angler's Avenue, just down the river from you.
3: Correct. Yeah, it's the same location where Angler's Avenue Pub and Grill was, and the tactile shop was, you know, right next door. So it's right in that same building. You can't miss it. Just pull in where Angler's Avenue used to be and uh, walk right on in. And like I said, that outdoor seating is really nice in the summer. We go by with the charter boats, you know, nonstop every day at two, three trips a day. And there's people on the deck all the time enjoying the weather and having a nice meal or drink outside. And uh, gorgeous view. You can see the lighthouse. You can see the river and all the boats go by.
1: Yep. Fantastic. Well, Dan, we're going to let you go because I know you got boats out and they're coming and going at different times with your three different lengths of trips. I don't know how you do it, man. You're a busy guy, but uh, <laughs> thanks for that report. And we'll catch up with you again in two weeks. You bet. Sounds good. Like I said,
3: check out our Facebook page. A lot of people ask if they're biting. I tell them, you know, what's going on on the telephone, but check out our Facebook page. We post every day pictures, so if you want to really see what's going on, jump on Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charter's Facebook page, and you can access that from our website at dumperdan.com on the Internet. Then on the right-hand side, you can click on Facebook, so check that out. My number two for reservations, again, 920-377-1147.
1: All righty. And, folks, this report and every report we do with Dan will be posted on that Facebook page so you can listen and look at the photos of the kind of fishing that he's talking about. Well, Dan, thanks so much. We'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you, Dan. You bet. Dumper Dan Welch with the Lake Michigan Fishing Report from Sheboygan. His website, again, dumperdan.com, Facebook, Dumper Dan Sports Fishing Charters. Second sponsor this week, Driftwood South Pier, down the river a little closer to the lake, from Dumper Dance, driftwoodsouthpier.com and Driftwood South Pier on Facebook. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this.
0: Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Huntworth Gear is high-tech camo wear at a price you can afford. Here in Wisconsin and in Minnesota, it's available at Fleet Farm and Blaine's Farm and Fleet stores and anywhere online at huntworthgear.com. And joining us now is Huntworth Pro Staffer, Nate Sellers. He's the proprietor of Average Jack Archery Pro Shop and Range in Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania. And his website is averagejackarchery.com. Nate is, in addition to being in the business of archery, he's a hunter and competitive archer and Nate, thanks so much for joining us, and welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. Thanks so much for having me on, buddy. I really appreciate being here. Glad to be able to come on and give the listeners a good show today. All right. Well, we like to talk to Huntworth Pro Staffers, and we do this for six months every year, starting in July. So you are our July guy. So before we get into Huntworth and your connection there, tell us about your store and your website and what you do.
6: I run Average Jack Archery Pro Shop and Range. Uh, we're located in Central Pennsylvania, about a half hour from Penn State University. We have a full 20-yard indoor range. We have a full retail space. My wife and I own the operation. We've been in business in that space for uh, over a year. Our uh, annual celebration there was on July 1st here in 2023, so that's really exciting.
1: Well, congratulations um, but, on your anniversary, then. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah.
6: yeah, just like Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, we have very strong hunting community. And the bow hunting community has just been exploding. Central Pennsylvania has had a void of good shops in the area, just shops. Period. We really needed that. My wife Raylan and I were able to fill that niche, and the uh, shop came off of uh, Average Archery, our YouTube channel, which I've been part of the media of the outdoor industry for about a decade now, a little over a decade almost. When my wife and I were thinking about filling that void, we just carried over the things that we had done and used with our YouTube site and brought them right over into the shop, which has led to our connections with a lot of great brands, one of which including Huntworth.
1: All right. I have looked at one of your videos, the Bow Torque video, but you have many more on there. What kinds of things do you do in your YouTube videos?
6: We have over 300 Videos ranging everything from filmed hunts. I went out and self filmed a hunt in the state of Indiana where I shot my biggest buck to date. That was two years ago. I've done everything from the, like the bow torque video that you mentioned to how to build your own arrows, how to pick the right arrows, you know, how to work on your bow, how to set a peep height, how to time a dropway rest, what's better, fixed blade or mechanical broadhead. I've done a little bit of everything on there, and for almost nine years now, that that channel has been in operation. So yeah, there's a lot of good content on there. I try to build that for education. Educational purposes, that's my real big thing. My day-to-day real job is I'm a middle school English teacher here in Central PA. So I've taken that kind of mentality and put it onto
1: YouTube and centered it around archery. Very good. Yeah, well, you know, I have a teaching background myself. And I know a lot of folks in the teaching industry, if we can call it an industry, are interested in the outdoors. And, of course, one of the benefits of being a teacher is you have the summers when you can do other things like you can go fishing and camping and you're on vacation right now, right? I am actually on vacation.
7: My family and I are down here at the beach, and we're very excited to be here to take a break. You know, as you say, most
1: teachers, you know, we get three months off. Really, we just fill it with other jobs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we take and we take some time off to hunt as well, of course, during and the school do. year. Yeah, yeah. I have very few of my sick days have been used outside of my young kids.
6: So a lot of my personal sick days have been due to buck fever more than anything else.
7: Uh-huh. I'll admit to it.
1: I, I hear you. You know, here in Wisconsin, our nine-day rifle season is around Thanksgiving. We start the Saturday before and we go through the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And a lot of schools actually give teachers and students the whole week of Thanksgiving off because (laughs) they're going to be deer hunting anyway. The whole week? Yeah. I don't know if you have that. Well,
6: our gun season here in Pennsylvania is 2 weeks long and it starts the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Right. It was tradition in Pennsylvania that it was the Monday after Thanksgiving. I, I
1: mean, remember, that was for, I remember that, yeah.
6: Yeah, for decades and so recently made it to Saturday. Well, even still a lot of our so I teach in a very rural school district. We still get the Monday and Tuesday off of that first week. So we get a full four days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So not
7: quite a full week off, but
6: I'll take it. It's more than just one day off here and there.
1: No, I hear you. Well, we get the week simply because Thanksgiving conveniently falls in the middle of that, you know, so. Right, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, I watched your bow torque video, as I mentioned. It's very informative. I've been a bow shooter. I'm not competitive, but... I've been shooting since I was a kid, and I won't tell you how old I am, but a lot older than you are. But how common, how common is that mistake that you demonstrated so clearly about torquing your bow either to the left or the right by just putting a little pressure on the hand that's holding the bow? How common is that?
7: People are surprised
6: how common it actually is. For example, in my store, we do a lot of work on younger archers or novice archers, but then we do a lot of work on veteran archers who are like, you know, I feel like I used to shoot very well, and then I got a new bow, or maybe I got a different bow, and I don't shoot as well, and I would say 90% of the time it has to deal with grip pressure or torque, and just how, you know, with today's modern bows and the high letoff, 85 90%, the string is so relaxed at full draw, and the bow is so relaxed at full draw that you could be adding just a little bit of pressure you didn't, you didn't know was happening, and it could cause the arrow to do all kinds of goofy things. It's quite common. I fix it a lot of the time, we do a lot of paper tuning in my shop you shoot an arrow through a stretched out piece of I use rosin paper like painter's rosin paper so it's nice and thick yeah Um, and you can see the tears you know but we like to see you know if that arrow's flying sideways it'll tear a sideways hole through the paper and we can work on your grip pressure you know for guys that shoot a kisser button where they put that in the corner of their lip they could add a lot of excess pressure with that and that'll change it as well so we it's quite common for simple little shooter form tweaks can turn many little molehills into a huge mountain. I take great pride in working with people on that and sending people out of my store a lot happier than when they walked in, that's for sure.
1: Well, that's great. In your experience, is it easier to teach a new archer to hold a bow properly or to correct a faulty grip in an experienced archer? As you know, being also
6: in an education background, you can't teach the unwilling. So in my eyes, it doesn't matter if they're new or they're a veteran of the sport. If you're not willing to change what you think is right, it becomes very difficult. I mean, I have some veteran archers that are easier to go with than with novice archers and vice versa. It really comes, you know, how badly do you want to change? How badly would you like to see better results? You know, if you're kind of just happy with, that ah, it's close enough, then most of the time you're not going to change. And that's fair. That's totally fine. I get that. But then the people that are frustrated with it, they want something to be different. They want to change in a positive way. They usually are very receptive. And like I said, it does not usually have to be, oh, you have to shoot this poundage and now we need to change your draw length and you got to shoot a nose button or something goofy like that. I take great pride in working with what the customer is using, what they've purchased already, how their bow is set up, and working around the money they've already and time they've already invested to make them a better archer. And sometimes it works out really, really well. Sometimes we get them most of the way. Sometimes it doesn't work out at all. But that's my main goal, and that's my main push.
1: Yeah, I like that attitude. What you say makes sense. You have to be willing. You have to want to change, and you have to be working with a coach who can identify your issues and help you correct them and fine tune your your form. Right.
6: Because of YouTube, we have such a, a national and international reach. You know, we have over 54,000 subscribers on YouTube. And, you know, I've tried to be very active in forums like Archery Talk and stuff like that. Nice. Sometimes people just want to send me a video or check out their forum. And, and I prefer to have them in front of me and get stuff done and, and do stuff with them in front of me because of that and take that personalized one-on-one approach.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Well, before we let you go, uh, what's your connection with Huntworth? You shoot some videos for them, don't you?
6: Yeah, I do shoot some videos for Huntworth. Huntworth and I have been working together for a couple of years. I work on pro staff for them, predominantly in the media side, making sure that, uh, you know, if they need gear tested in a video format. Huntworth is based out of Pittsburgh. I've met the owners. Uh, Karen and Neil are phenomenal people. Um, that has been a family-owned and operated business for over 20 years. And they are very interested in making high-end clothing without high-end prices. And I say that sincerely. As someone who's a school teacher and a father, family of four, one income, the stuff that they make, I take great pride in wearing. I take great pride in in telling people, you know, you should really give Huntworth a try. They brought me on as someone to show the Pennsylvania woods, the New York-style woods, the Ohio-style, Northeast-type hunter. October 1st, it gets cold. Yeah. (laughs) And, And it's cold for three straight months. You know, putting their gear to the test and that type of thing, they have three great patterns. They have their Disruption, which is a digital pattern, Tarnin, which is a very new pattern. It's my favorite. And then Hidden, which is their leaf and twig pattern. They do a phenomenal job with all three. I always tell people, if you're tired of getting cold, but you don't want to rip your uh, wallet right out of your pants, I say definitely give Huntworth a look at. They are well worth it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I started using the Heat Boost gear last year. And in cool weather, it's too warm, which is a nice problem to have. It's a great problem to have. (laughs) Yeah. Nate, we're going to let you go. I know you're on vacation. I appreciate you spending some time with us. And your website has links to your Facebook page and your YouTube channel. So if folks simply go to AverageJackArchery.com. They can find links to everything we've talked about and, and much more, right?
6: Yes, sir. You can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can always send me an email through AverageJackArchery.com. There's a Contact Us button if you're interested in checking out some of the brands we carry in our store. If you're in central Pennsylvania or anywhere really in the northeast and you want to call Average Jack Archery your home shop, we'd be happy to service you no matter where you live.
1: All right. Well, Nate, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. And we may catch up with you again as the hunting season approaches. And... Uh Talk about actually putting the gear and the bows to the test. I absolutely look forward to it, brother. Nate Sellers is the proprietor with his wife of Average Jack Archery Pro Shop and Range in Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania, a long way from, a long way from most of our listeners in Wisconsin and Minnesota, but we do have listeners on the web and uh, actually all over the country on our podcast which is available on multiple platforms as a lot of you know already this is brought to you by huntworth gear high-tech camelware at a price you can afford get it at fleet farm or blaine's farm and fleet or online at huntworthgear.com i'm dan small you are listening to outdoors radio
7: your land is your legacy but keeping it healthy and thriving means caring for it now and in the future The Family Forest Carbon Program can help you do right by your land, with guaranteed income, help developing a forest management plan, and advice from experts. If you own 30 acres or more of forest land in Michigan, Wisconsin, or Minnesota, you may be eligible to enroll in the Family Forest Carbon Program. Visit FamilyForestCarbon.org and enroll today. Castle Rock
5: and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Neceda National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock petenwellcom or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association.
1: Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargomax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out FLOEIMTL.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road.
0: Let us be your guide. Florence County,
7: Wisconsin.
4: Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today.
5: Welcome back
0: to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information, Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. You'll hear a little wind noise in this upcoming interview. I'm on a sailboat on one of our Great Lakes. I'm sailing today on Lake Erie with Joe Greaser and Jonathan Baird out of the Port of Buffalo. And, John, this is your sailboat. Tell us about it.
8: So this is a Tartan 31 named Fire of Spring. It was built in 1990, and I didn't know this until recently, but the design of this boat was done by one of the most famous boat designers of all time, whose name I'm forgetting. But essentially he was designing boats into his 90s, and this is one of the late boats he designed. It's a very sturdy boat. It's a four- foot four draft, so it's called a shoal keel. So it's very good at getting in and out of shallow places. I bought this boat two years ago, just my third season on this boat. It handles beautifully. Right now we're cruising at about, what, five and a half knots? Uh, six and a half. Six and a half knots inside the break wall in the Port of Buffalo. We're doing in the break wall because it's a very windy day, and we're actually just only jib sailing, which means We've got the front Genoa activated, so we're just using one sail instead of both. We'd be heeled over pretty well if we had both on full, but it's a very nice, fast-paced sail for a good, sturdy wind.
1: Yeah, it's a delightful ride, and as I told you and some of the listeners know, I used to live in this area, and my dad and I fished Lake Erie, and of course, he grew up on the Niagara River. And we went up under the Peace Bridge, and that was like old times because we used to cross into Fort Erie, Ontario, right there at the Peace Bridge. Well, Joe is at the helm here. Now, Joe, you're doing a pretty good job dodging all these young sailboaters. I wish I had video for this to show people how many young sailors are out today. There's a lot of... Apparently classes here, and they seem to be having a good time.
9: Yeah, so we're sailing. Technically, we're on Lake Erie, but we're inside the main breakwall. We're sailing south to the South End Marina, which is where Bethlehem Steel used to be giant steel mill was there and they used to make a lot of boats steel for lots and lots and lots of boats especially uh, uh world war ii military vessels on our left we can't see but it's an industrial area it's you can see all the grain elevators that buffalo is known for buffalo used to be the the breadbasket of pretty much the whole country because the all the grain coming out of the midwest had a stopping point and it had to be shipped out to the atlantic it had to wait and be loaded onto rail cars here. So Buffalo developed the first booming rain elevator industry. They're all concrete tubes and they're going to be here for a long time because they're very, very expensive to tear down. You can't use a wrecking ball. You literally have to cut them apart piece by piece by piece and bust them apart. So they're gonna be part of the landscape for a very long time. In fact, a lot of them are being fixed up. um, Over there is what we call Silo City, and it's a cluster of grain elevators in the bend of the Buffalo River. Buffalo's at the juncture of where the Buffalo River empties into Lake Erie. And it's also just above the beginning of the Niagara River. So it's 16 miles upstream from Niagara Falls. And the boats that Dan was telling you about, they're sailing out of the Buffalo Yacht Club, and they're teaching, and the little, tiny little sunfish, and I don't even know what the name of the smaller ones are. That's almost right underneath the uh, Peace Bridge, which connects Buffalo to Fort Erie, Canada. Also at that point, there used to be a fort named Fort Porter, and that's where the Port Authority is now for crossing into Canada and Peace Bridge because they've created peace between Canada and the US. And we just passed a lighthouse just about 10 minutes ago, one of the oldest buildings in Buffalo built in 1833. There's one other building that's older than that that survived the burning of Buffalo in 1813 during the War of 1812. What happened is the Brits came over and they burned a town called Black Rock, which was actually the canal that we were in underneath the Peace Bridge, and then they marched on further and burned down the entire city of buffalo except for one house the lady happened to be english
1: <laughs> there is a lot of history here as there is on so many of the great lakes and all the cities that were and still are port cities and as i told you guys before we started recording this, my dad and i used to fish here in fact you mentioned the bethlehem steel plant that's how we knew where shore was we would aim for that plume of steam where they would dump the slag into lake erie and we would come back to shore there we used to rent a boat there to go out and fish for bass well john you've been sailing a while you owned this boat for a couple of years how did you get into sailing
8: it's funny that prior to 2016 i had zero sailing experience i was a working attorney Dealing with pretty severe chronic depression from, well, just being an attorney. Those things (laughs) do that to you. And I burned out. I had already had to take kind of a one-month leave of absence for mental health. And I came back, and I was working well for a while. But then, you know, that bug bit me again, and I was just very unhappy. And I was trying to think, what when I leave the firm... What can I do to settle my mind and find something to just change my pace and way of life, to clear my head and to really experience something new? I had thought about yoga retreats or just a road trip to see friends and doing some soul searching, but it happened at that time that I had a friend of mine from college, she and her husband were looking for a crew member. That May, in the middle of May, I left the coast of California and didn't see land again for 20 days until I saw the coast of Hawaii. And essentially, I had never been sailing before. We were on a 38-foot Hans Christian 38T, nice big, wide, great cruising boat, four-person crew, 20 straight days from California to Hawaii, and that's how I started sailing. And that
1: cleared your head, I'm sure.
8: It's a lot of thinking time. You know, you're like, oh, I can read. Even reading can get tough on a boat because you're moving all the time. So I did a lot of things on audiobook. I listened to a lot of music. I did some reading when the wind was calm, but a lot of music and about 10 hours a day of staring off into Nothing into absolutely nothing there was not a single thing to see most of the time now we had some adventures we got to see a few cool things but most of the time you're just looking at the swells which are over your head and bobbing up and down in the middle of the pacific ocean
1: well and there's nothing like that today we've got a pretty good breeze it was about 15 knots southwest i don't know what it is now but this would be a difficult wind to do what I do a lot of fishing on some lakes when I fly fish for muskies and bass. Is this a good sailing wind or is this a little too
8: stiff? For what we're doing, it actually works out perfectly. Since we're just sailing on one sail, I mean, if we put up the other sail, even reefed, we could get way over what's considered theoretical hull speed, because then the boat ends up lifting and doing things, and so you're able to surpass what's called the theoretical hull speed of this boat, which I think is somewhere in the 8.5 range, I think we've talked about. We would be absolutely flying under both sails. What's nice about today is it's not too wavy. Even if we were to go outside the brake wall, it wouldn't be too bad because... Even as the wind pushes and you get some larger swells here in Buffalo than you would on other parts of Lake Erie, but with the wind pushing all one direction, all along the lake, you can have some days where the swells are easily five, six feet, you know, and even more than that at the tough points.
9: Yeah, but, but not choppy. You can get long, long, long rolling swells. barely hey, wind direction. It's, if you imagine the wind just blowing straight from Detroit to Buffalo, all the way across the length of the lake. That's why we get such bad blizzards and heavy snowfall. The cloud systems pick up all the moisture over the lake and dump it on Buffalo. So with that prevailing wind direction from the west, southwest, all the trees along here are all bent over towards the east and um, pretty windblown. But say if the wind was coming from the other direction, from the shore, say, it wouldn't have any time to pick up the waves or anything, I and mean, we would actually have a super fast flat sail out in the lake right now. But that's not the case because the wind is coming from the southwest today.
8: Those are some of the most beautiful days because the lake is so flat, because there's no time for the wind to pick up any waves. So it's really just calm and smooth, but a lot of wind can happen, and so you can just be cruising with no waves at all, and it's absolutely beautiful seven months, Clipping oh, along here. With one sail.
1: With one little sail, actually. Just the jib. Yeah. Well, Joe, John told us how he got into sailing and the appeal. What is it about sailing that you find so
9: attractive? I like the adventure of it, for one thing. Like, I was telling you about the race we did last year. And, um, I like being on the boat. I started sailing three summers ago with some buddies from a pub here. And, um got me on board a a boat that's a 34-foot Irwin, and we have an impromptu crew of of like a dozen guys and ladies, and we go out every Thursday and Sunday, which are non-racing days too, so a lot of times we'll have the lake to ourselves, actually very often. sounds like a lot of fun and uh,
1: oftentimes there is a pub involved in getting together with friends and trying a new adventure <laughs> in buffalo yes <laughs> of course <laughs> well anyway well as you know my son John is now sailing on lake superior and i told him that i'd be out here on lake Erie with you guys today and he said have a great time i'm hoping to get up there and sail with him at least once this summer but this is a good class today i really appreciate you guys taking me out and It is relaxing with the wind and the water and a few boats going by and good company. So thanks a lot. Ah, you're welcome. It's (laughs) a great time. Thank you for coming. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio with less wind noise right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, the Range ChangeWI.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com.
0: Step outside, let us be your guide Florence County, Wisconsin
4: Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle seven wild river waterfalls to explore horse trails with campgrounds and friendly bars and restaurants Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today
1: Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargomax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out FLOEIMTL.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road.
5: Castle Rock and Petonwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Neceda National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock petenwellcom or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petonwell Lakes Association
7: your land is your legacy but keeping it healthy and thriving means caring for it now and in the future the family forest carbon program can help you do right by your land with guaranteed income help developing a forest management plan and advice from experts if you own 30 acres or more of forest land in michigan wisconsin or minnesota you may be eligible to enroll in the family forest carbon program visit familyforestcarbon.org and enroll today Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
5: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend. On the web at cedarlakesales.com. Crestliner model year-end rebates uh, will continue through the ju- uh, month of July. You can check out Cedar Lake Sales, their uh, website or Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, Performance Camo Wear at a price you can afford, HuntworthGear.com, and by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and Duck Hunters Everywhere. To learn more about the world's leader in wetlands conservation, visit Ducks.org. And we're brought to you by the Castle Rock Pete and Well Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock-petonwell.com, and and by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center, woodsideranch.com.
1: And if our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, is not on the air where you live, you can watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And our Deer Hunt Wisconsin show from the last several years is archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel.
5: You can uh, find this show online all the time. Go to lake-link.com. The outdoor radio page is there for you to download the show. You can also go to outdoornews.com slash podcasts and find us there. You can find Dan on social media at DanSmallOutdoors. Find me at HardwaterJeff.
1: And as I mentioned earlier, there are just two spots left on my Lake of the Woods trip in September. If you're interested and want to learn more or register, go to blackisland.com. Pull down the trips tab, look for my name, and you'll find everything you need to know right there. This is Mercury Marine's second annual Take a Friend Boating Weekend. So share the water with someone who otherwise might not have the opportunity to go boating. Reach out to a friend or colleague and invite them to join you on the water. And then when you post it on social media, use the hashtag Take a Friend boating. Well, Wisconsin Women in the Outdoors is hosting their 26th annual three-day event, August 25th through 27th, at Camp, help me pronounce this, Jeff, Anakiji, is it? Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I thought you knew that one. It's in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Have you ever been there? Um,
5: I've been to the camp, but it was before it was
1: Camp uh, Anokiji. Whatever it yeah, is now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, lodging, meals, your choice of three amazing classes are included with over 30 classes offered. There's something for everyone. So it's a, a women's weekend. Great people to uh, put this on, women in the outdoors. If you're interested, go to Facebook and click on or search Wisconsin WITO. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his music and find out where he's going to be. In the coming weeks at WarrenNelson.com I'm Dan Small, I'm here with Jeff Kelm You're home this week and then you got some tournaments coming up Yeah, right?
5: a Masters Walleye Circuit in El Canto And a National Walleye Tour in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan coming up
1: Alright, well folks, get outside this weekend And be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio
9: On one cold leg When the loon cries blubber In the
7: blue north wind, I'll be trolling home to you.
9: When my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel. When my lazy eye is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry, in the coffee can, honey, I'll be true.